Interrupted. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men. This is the show where we take an honest look at what it's like to be a man in today's world. We don't shy away from topics most people are too afraid to talk about. We're going to take it all the way there. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to all your podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome to Iman Amongst Men, powered by Shea Moisture Men. I'm Iman Shumper here with my big brother, Ari. Ari, gonna say what up to the people. What's going on, y'all? I'm Ari, and today we got world-renowned recording artist, Inglewood native, Top Dog Entertainment's very own Sir. Sir. What's going on with y'all, man? Yeah, you see that edit? Yeah, yeah. You don't even have to ask. You don't have to ask. Don't even worry, bro. We ain't even gonna charge you. Bro. Yeah, that's good, man. Right, that comes along with the territory. What's going on, though, man? How you feeling? I'm thankful, man. I've had a, a tough couple days, bro. Like, I can't even lie to you. I came here. I, I, y'all are going to be my therapist today. What happened? What happened? Here we go. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, my brother D Smoke, he was shooting a video at his house and shit. You know, it's, it's going well. And let's just say my relative and his wife pull up on 10, drunk, arguing, got a two-year-old in the car, Get into a fist fight, bro, in front of everybody. I had to pull them outside. They fighting outside. Like I broke, I broke it up and like fell, hit my elbow, bro. Like I'm hurting right now, I'm sore. Still had to wake up at five and do my workout, bro. Like, right. Oh, it's just hard to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to see, man, because this is like this this is this is my like real close relatives. I mean, like in the house I grew up with, right. you know, and like. No one's exempt from the bullshit, bro. Like, and that shit is like that's that was that that was my reminder yesterday. Is that like as as good as things are in my life, I'm not exempt from the bullshit. Mm-hmm. I'm not exempt from normal life stuff happening. That was just some normal ass life mm-hmm. stuff, really. Yeah. Right, right. It's like that fuck it fucked me up, bro. It just really made things bad. I feel bad for them. The energy. <laughs> I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, I feel. Them. I feel like it's because it wasn't me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I was I was only there to help. My brother and for them to pull up and try to do that, I, I I felt like it was I was obligated to step in and try to, yeah. you know what I mean. But doing that shit drained the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah, and that I, shit I, is draining. I, you know what I mean. And I, I I wanted to come on here all happy and we can talk about the album, but I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but what that does, like it it, it kind of like goes along with all of the music that I'm about to drop, like because my album is about that. The first mm. the first thing I say on my album, I open it up. I say I got the weight of the world on my shoulders, heavy as a lie when you're trying to be honest. Your rally's gonna call when they all in your pockets. Rally's gonna call when you all that they got. And the album is called Heavy, and it's about the pressure of just life when you're in your kind of position, and in our positions where people look up to us and people depend on us. Yeah. But we're still going through what we're going through. You For know sure. what I mean? And that shit, like. It's a weight that comes with it. It's a weight, it's pressure, man. Heavy is a head that wears the crown. For sure. You know what I mean? And like that shit, like, it gets to me sometimes, but. Like God is still good in my life, right. and that's yeah. that's something that I remember every day, man. And just been trying to stay prayed up and stay out of trouble. Yeah. Yesterday just came full circle, bro. That's just, yeah. <laughs> I've had my runs mm. with like addiction and depression, and when I was going hard, my hardest, that was the nigga. I was like, "What you doing?" He was like, "Drinking." <laughs> I was like, "I'm <laughs> on so coming." You know what I mean? So like we were we were so codependent on each other, and it, it was like I was using him to, you know, justify my bullshit. Yeah. And once I stopped, I saw how bad it was for him too. Mm. And I'm I started I'm I've been pulling away, but like after yesterday I have to like detach to help him get better on his own. For sure. You know what I mean? Cause I've been kinda like coddling him. No, but people that care keep giving you a new way. Like I told you this way, that didn't work. I did it this way, that didn't work. Like mm-hmm. it's just, man, motherfucker that cat just gonna keep on trying. No, for sure. And, that's and rough. I think I think the best way for me to try at this point is to not try. <laughs> yeah, to detach. You know, detach. You know what I mean? And you know, you got to be mature to do that, though. Yeah, you really got to be mature. Oh man, to it takes it takes a lot of strength, especially when it's somebody like that's my idol, somebody that like you know I'm growing up. We in the hood. He big IF. He he on the block, and I look up to that. He protected our family when I was growing up and showed me how to be a man and taught me how to raise my hands up and uh-huh. not be no bitch. And but then life. Come full circle mm-hmm. on that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm becoming. I feel like you know what yeah. I mean, which I should never have to be. Right. You know. Right. But it's shocking. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. What's so, up with y'all though, man? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, Let's get on my bullshit. No, but, but you got to think that's the same thing you're saying. Like that's that's a common ground. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a life 
hit us all. Like we we all go through these things where you got all this this shit going on, and then yeah. it's just like regular day to day shit that you got to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. everybody got their friends, family members, everybody that's gonna add more pressure on to what you mm -hmm. already got going on. So I completely understand. Sometimes it be that where we come in, moms just need to vent for a second. And like you said, no matter what plateau you get to in your mind as far as work or uh, notoriety, no matter what, it's like life is going to find this way to just be like, yeah, it's still simple. Mm -hmm. like, it's still, you're still going to have those family members. No you're still going to have the same parents, right. <laughs> same people you grew up around. You still just going to have this, 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 you know, smaller community having all these events around you. Exactly. That's, you got to deal with it, like you said. Like, mm -hmm. and it's it's how you deal with it that makes mm -hmm. that, you know that that measures the man. You was talking about mental health being mm -hmm. a big part of the new album. Yes, um, yes. When you're talking about coping with mental health, I know you said before you were leaning on them, the drinking and stuff. Mm -hmm. When you're getting away from that, and now you're coping with mental health, and how do you do it now? What's Ooh. your positive way to, to cope with it? Exercise has been really, like, taking me back to the mental state that I want to be in. So many people. So many people. I mean, and people, like, like, uh, like uh, people really, like, hate the gym. That, that shit shocks me. Like, there are people out there that detest the gym and the, mm -hmm. the culture of gym. But, like, I go to the gym for the culture. I worked at Bally Total Fitness when I was 18 years old. Uh, yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. And I, I went from, How like, was it in there? Bally's back in the day. <laughs> like, we, 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 we were selling. We were selling... Fucking three three year contracts to people like I mean and it was had seventeen percent APR on the contract like Bally's was killing the game for a while yeah. but as far as the gym and like the quality of exercise it was it was uh, it was before everybody's time you know what yeah. I mean but then they got bought out by LA Fitness so all the Bally's is LA Fitness now Cop. so yeah but it's nice in there but like I, I say that to say like I was working out and the gym just became culture to me because you know we i hooped in high school so when I, when I hoop like okay you know we did yeah dog hey man we did go to the cif uh, uh title we beat the number three team in the nation my, my, okay. my yeah. senior year so okay. <laughs> yeah but like i took long breaks from like exercising just with life work and shit like that i was in school and stopped you know moving around and got big i got up to about 250 and that's huge for me because i'm mm. i hoop at like mm. one night so you know I started to just work out a lot and um, then the addiction rolled around it, it, life is so cyclical it just <laughs> like then I work out again I'm all on and off but when I when I was going through my whole addiction and depression season I got up to 260 265 ish mm -hmm. and um, yeah it just needed to change and uh, I do therapy for mental health. I do exercise for mental health. I do prayer Another for mental therapy, health and, and meditation too. You know what I mean? Which I haven't really perfected that, but I'm working on it's it. Tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's part of it. Locking in. Phil Jackson taught us this, this mm. and I'm a Phil. I'm gonna give you your credit. Oh man! Though, oh my gosh! To broke, mention him right even now, even though you broke us all up, Joe. <laughs> I'm gonna still give you your props for this. What you taught me. Um, he brought he brought in like this specialist that he used to bring in for the Bulls, mm -hmm. and when he brought him brought him in for us, the guy was basically saying your job is to keep talking to yourself until it's known. So mm -hmm. it's like you sit down and you say like you're not your job is not to be like I'm supposed to be blank and like imperfect. Yeah. You're not supposed to think about that because you'll never do that. Right. But you're supposed to sit down and let the thoughts come. So it's like you're supposed to sit down and like if my first thought is that coffee mug because I just looked at it, mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like, okay, coffee mug and throw it out and then be like, where am I sitting? I'm sitting in a chair. My feet are on the floor. My back's against the chair. You know what I'm saying? You Crazy. just start stating all the facts Crazy. of what's happening right now once you close your eyes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that is that's how we got into trance to where it was like once I once you say everything, you start realizing I'm not thinking about anything. Right. And now you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Because all deep. you're literally supposed to be doing is sitting here and just letting your mind be free. Yeah. So you let the first couple of thoughts come and you just throw them away. And then after you have that visual of saying like I balled it up on a paper and threw it away you just start talking about being in that moment because that's the job the that's job is crazy. to be in the moment because as a human being once you're structured in life you just constantly thinking how can i get ahead mm -hmm. how do i learn from the past 
what happened here? What do I have to do? All this other shit. And you never just take time to be like, I'm present. I'm supposed to breathe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to breathe. In through my nose and out through my mouth. Man, you a wise nigga, man. I was saying, I'm going to give Phil Jackson that one because you, you brought in the specialist, so I'm going to give you your points for the day. And I complete, I completely understand how that works. It's, it's almost like it's like you're you're starting an equation. You're getting to the end of the equation, but you have to start with one plus one. And you got you to gotta just That's it. And you got to be in love with that process. You know what I mean? Build your beach, basically. Just start with that little grain of sand and just keep mm -hmm. compiling. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, man. That's a, that's a nice... Meditation is my, my thing, too. Yeah. If I ever get it to where I'm, like, super flustered or I'm just you in go a bad spot, yeah, I get, I get to it. I think the therapy was helping me so much because, first of all, I had a black woman as a therapist, and her perspective was so, like, just... It was expert she knew everything about us as men like yeah. she knew about god you know what i mean she knew about addiction and she knew about just stress the stress of our lives she was just perfect for me and i just hadn't talked to anybody about problems that were like weighing me i hadn't talked about it not my wife not my parents and when i got into therapy the first day i was high as a kite i was high and drunk and was still trying to like get sober but i had done the steps to get the therapist and Ball my eyes out, cried. And and the sec after that, the second session, she told me, you know, you didn't tell me anything the first day. Like, I <laughs> like there wasn't we it wasn't legible. Yeah, we didn't oh, even okay, get there. Okay, okay. But okay. I'm glad you had that moment where we can start. And now I need to know. I then we start going through like her learning about me and knowing who I am in my past, and then talking about where I was. And she just helped me to kind of understand, oh, man, where I was messing up. You know what I mean? Because I was really big on like uh, blaming, you know, other people around me or circumstances and shit like that. But mm -hmm. the choices I was making was leading me to these feelings and, and right. these, you know what I mean? Like I was, I was an unfaithful husband, you know what I mean? And going home every night, laying next to my, my wife, you know what I mean? And telling her I love her and kissing her on the mouth. And as a man of God, that don't sit in my spirit well. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm going to get to the point where that becomes so unbearable that I need to cope a different way. You know what I mean? And that's where the therapist, we got to that point. Now, now we got past that. Ah, the weight comes off. I'm like, oh, right. Jesus. It feels great. Oh, and we keep moving great. forward through other problems. And then we get to the point where we're just kind of like, okay, how was your day? How was your week? Great. I did this, 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 this and that. You know what I mean? I had moments where I was pulled back into some bullshit, but I stepped away by doing this, this and that. And she just really helps me to like keep myself grounded, present, and and moving forward, you know? And like, yeah. Shout out, shout out shout to out you. To you therapy. know who you are. Shout out to you, girl. <laughs> therapy again, it's a common theme over here. It is, man. It is. And I like, I, honestly, like, you know, in, in our community, it's, it's you know, stigmatic. To, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To talk about it. So both my parents are in therapy now. Great. Which they the funniest people I know. My parents been married and divorced three times. Word. <laughs> yeah. What? And uh, what? Uh, they're they're gonna be buried in the same plot. They gonna, trust me. Look. Yeah. Clearly. But they needed the therapy. The therapy yeah. is what helps them get back together. And like, it took them. My dad. My dad. He wasn't in therapy till he was forty five. He's sixty seven now. But you know, my mother was probably like forty when she started going to therapy, and they didn't feel like they needed it. They felt like they were fine. You know what I mean? But. That, like, set the example that it, we're not, you know, beyond that kind of help. We're, black people feel some type, really feel some type of way about it to where it's like, I, I, if I need therapy, something's wrong with me. That's what, yeah. But, yeah, that's yeah. the truth. And therapy's going to help you through it. Don't, don't, make, don't make it look like it's, you know what I mean, wrong or somebody's wrong because they need it. You know, yeah. so, yeah, I therapy's really helpful. There's always been this, like, negative cloud over it. For sure. Um, it helps, though. I've I've never... Though it helps, I've never felt like, like I've had people be like, oh, I feel like everybody needs it. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, bro, I just feel like not everybody realizes what therapy is. Like sometimes therapy can be just talking to your brother. Bro, it therapy sure is. Therapy can just be talking to a dude that you just, it's like, I'm a dude, I'm young, and this is an older guy that's been through the similar stuff that I've been through. Mm -hmm. And I feel like bouncing out, like that could be therapy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, period. Sometimes people is just listening to this album that they literally are talking about going through that exact feeling the exactly. whole album. 
But they needed that album. That's why, shit, you probably got fans that do that. Like, yo, I tatted you on my arm and all that no. crazy shit. Because mm-hmm. it's like you made that song that is mm-hmm. literally their therapy. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of shit makes me go deeper. Like, like Chasing Summer, I was talking about shit for sure. I was talking about my personal stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was very kind of dainty about it. This time, I'm like ugly about I'm I'm talking like, I've been killing myself softly. Waking up, remembering. I'm losing sleep over dreams that were coming true type right. shit. Like, I'm telling people... The real. What, the real, mm-hmm. because the deeper you dive, the more it's going to relate. Or worldwide, people going to be able to really, like, understand what you're saying, yeah. you know. And it's, it's, it's like, I start realizing with, with music, especially when you can exaggerate a feeling almost for people, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes in that moment you feel like, like it's almost, I don't want to say it's a weakness, so there's a fear of saying it out loud because you're like scared it it'll become true. So an artist saying it for you is like it's like <laughs> I didn't say it, but, but I get I was, that feeling. Oh, man, yeah, I get yeah, that. It's feeling. that subconscious feeling that you were avoiding. That exactly, you hear it and immediately mm-hmm. it touches like, you. Like, oh, oh, you're like, okay, I was the only one thinking that shit. <laughs> said, oh. yep. Like he yep. said oh. it though. He said it though. I just or they just couldn't put the words together. Like right. a lot of times, yeah. yeah. Like if you're going through something traumatic, a lot of like I know myself, I wouldn't be able to explain it. Correct, right when it, right. not even just poetic, but like correct. Like right. I'll be all over the place. I'll be hot and mad and emotional. And you'd be like, what the fuck is this? I understand. Yeah, like yeah. after you can kind of process and get away from it for a second, mm-hmm. it seems different. For well, sure. Yeah. For sure. We've Especially already played a couple times. Too. <laughs> oh, bro. Right, right. We've already felt like we covered a lot of different stuff, but we actually wanted to to name the episode, theme it, mm-hmm. uh, Musical Craftsman. Uh, um, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'll yeah, take yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you think of the craft of making music, mm. what do you, what do you think? Uh, music is mathematics, gentlemen. I'm gonna teach y'all something about music. Man. Mathematics, it's linear, huh? right? okay. It's not so, science. All right, yeah, all right. From from, <laughs> all right, all right. and there's different different ways you can describe it. You can also look at it as colors, but I like to look at it as mathematics. So you have 20 hertz, then you have 20,000 hertz. So that's from the, the lowest note you can hear to the highest note we can hear as human beings. Yeah. All right, then you have 4-4. Four, four. You can change that, it could be 6-4, six, so 6. Mm. It, you, so that's your count, and that's all going on a timeline. So basically, when I think of the, the, the act of crafting music, I think of an equation. Every song has its own equation. It's all on a straight line, mm. and it's, it's set on specific rules, that are meant to be bent and broken and changed so that you make it your own, you know, thing. I've had so many years where I just engineered other niggas' vocals and other people's stuff that, like, I really, like, studied music. I love mm-hmm. to—I I just love the system of Pro Tools and, like, getting in there and just cutting vocals. I still cut all my own vocals. I still, you know what I mean, do my own EQs. I have my own template set, set up in Pro Tools and, like— uh-huh. That's my thing. Like the, yeah, the, just, the the craftsmanship is what sets people apart. It's crazy. I went to school for that. I did yeah. an independent study for being able to record myself. I could engineer myself and do all that. How'd you like it? How'd you like what school what school did you go to? Georgia Tech. Oh nice. Oh shit. So how'd you like the, the see the and the collegiate program is different. I went to LA film school. You know what I mean? So it's, it wasn't an actual it wasn't accredited or anything. Right. But what they taught me first was that all of this education ain't gonna teach you shit until you get hands on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the first thing I learned. But how was that? We had we had a, a mixing board and everything. Oh, like they had a nice yep. setup, and they used to let me rent out the studio. But he started realizing like, oh, he's in there. Like, yeah, he's, he's using this. Yeah, <laughs> he like, he's yeah. in there. Like other kids need to use it. Like, mm-hmm. He yep. in there though, like yeah. signing it out for longer than he in there for. <laughs> Like I'll I'll have it signed out for nine hours and then go to practice, come back to make sure nobody there, like leave my stuff. Like, oh my mom. Yeah, but it was uh it was cool because like my final project was making I believe I had to make a certain number of song mixtape. Mm-hmm. I had to come up with the marketing plan. <laughs> That's tight. Like it, but the job was to do that for the last uh project and I think going through all that, I, I learned how to do it. I had finally got the niche for, I never knew how to do a template. I mm-hmm. learned that once I got to the league and yeah. I was recording, talking to bigger producers. Mm-hmm. But that's what I never had. I didn't have the producer teaching me. I had a music teacher. Right. So it's a totally different lesson for sure. You know what I'm saying? For His sure. was like technical terms. 
and the producers all talked a totally different language. Yeah, they don't because they don't know. They just forget. Yeah, <laughs> you know what like, I mean? They're like, yeah, put the put this on there, put this on there, put that on there, but they're not using the right. Yeah, they don't walk, even come up. Is it a different say, language? Like. It's just like instead of somebody will say something like "give us some thump," you know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, an engineer would say, "Yeah, uh, rate raise the bass at the EQ of eighty hertz." Yeah. Same thing. But then there's levels to this shit too. Like, like when, you, when you get to the level like Dr. Dre, he speaks both, and he's so fluent. Like he can talk to anybody in the studio. Niggas don't be knowing what they're talking about, but he'll understand what they mean. Yeah. Whatever. What and you translate want. it. Yeah, yeah, he's so hands on though. That's like shout out to you, Dre. I ain't seen you in a minute, man. Probably, <laughs> What's probably, that like being huh? in the studio with Dre? <laughs> That's just segue there. My right, yeah, oh, it's okay. That's just... Fuck me, man. Intense dog. The first time, the first time I met Dre, um, <laughs> is at his studio, and he walks in. I was already there with one of the homies. And he walks in like, oh yeah, what's up? I heard you from Inglewood. You rap? I was like, nah, I sing, man. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, nah, like, he's like, he's like, man. he's like. <laughs> Oh, you rap too. I know it. Spit something. And the nigga put it on, on the beat. And I, I was like, I just spit yeah. something on the spot. But no, as soon as, as soon as he said, I didn't, I didn't, inside I felt like that. But as soon as he said something, what's happening? And I just started spitting something immediately. And, you know, he, he was impressed enough to like invite me into his studio, his personal space. Wait, you spit something or you like sang spit? No, I spit. I spit. What did I say? I, what did I say? Oh, I, I did uh, Black and Proud. I said, I know it seemed like change should be a cinch since we done made it miles off of them giving us an inch. Don't it hit different trying to pack a punch into a pinch when ain't nobody waiting this, uh, waiting around to see who gonna flinch. They tell me my black isn't powerful while my fist is clenched. Try to take a knee and they sitting us on the bench. Motive is too local for fixing it with a wrench. We say black lives matter and niggas get, still getting lynched. Yeah. And he was like... <laughs> All right. Walk me in the bigger. Walk me in the bigger. Y'all like that tiny desk performance we got going yep, yep, on. Yep. Tiny table. You feel <laughs> me? We was watching that before we came in. You see yeah, what's going yeah, on. You see it. We got live performances right now. <laughs> Start with the first live performance. Can I get some hands in the hey, back? There hey, we go. Yeah, there okay. we go. There we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hey, nah, but I will say, though, this, Dre is, like, hands-on. And that's what you want in a producer. You want no nigga that's so famous that he's sitting back letting his, his you know, his flunkies do the beats. Yeah. Dre is in there making the beats, pressing the buttons, recording the vocals. And, right. that, like, I admire that. That, that kind of made it hard for me to let go. I'm mm -hmm. still in a position where I, I kind of overwork myself, bro. I do too many things when, when I should be focused on specific things and have help. You know what I mean? But... Like being around Dre makes me want to stay in, involved. You know what I mean? And sh dog makes you dig deep to his shit so hard. He got like thirteen versions of Detox. That's what niggas don't know. Like yeah, thirteen yeah. different albums of Detox. I'm sure, probably more. And he's never gonna drop it. Never. Mm -mm. No one's ever gonna hear it. Mm -mm. I mean, it's just my opinion. I don't know. You never know. Dre could just drop it on SoundCloud one he day. Could. <laughs> right? He could. What if you drop all thirteen of them? Oh my God! I lose we'll my lose. shit. Yeah, hey, we'll Eminem is probably on like it. he's yeah, probably on we'll like lose. eight of them. I, I would I would guess. I've, and I've only heard like I've heard bits and pieces of the one he was working on when I was there. But I was hearing from the other engineers, and so they're like, "Yeah, Dre's probably just gonna put this on a hard drive, and we're just never gonna see it again." And that's exactly what happened. You remember back in the day, we had some old shit we uh, thought was bro, gonna be on detox with Ti and Nas and all oh, type. Dang, no, so that, that was like that was like 2010, exactly. 11 years. Exactly, <laughs> that was back when I was bootlegging. I was still bootlegging. <laughs> and shit. I ain't gonna lie, I used uh, to bootleg all y'all shit. Hey, dog, what you I mean? I'm the bootleg king, bro. They know, man. They know. Burning CDs, oh, bro, wire. Dog, be, what? I was a backpack boy. <laughs> Thank God it's gone. Oh man, I, I remember the first CD that I burned from LimeWire was "It Ain't Safe No More." Buster Rhymes, dog, I burned that shit man. to the ground six, <laughs> six, six to the times. Ground. Bro, I kept making that CD back. <laughs> he found oh, a good bro. copy and ran with it. I ran with. I love okay. that CD. Dog. Oh, bro, yeah. you talked a little bit about uh, you know, kind of being a little timid, being an R and B artist. How mm. does it feel to be the only male R and B artist on TDE? Uh, I mean that 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 don't mean shit to me because at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm I don't even being an R&B artist is just a small part of who I am. Mm -hmm. So the intimidation factor, like that shit, don't work on me. You gonna have to knock my teeth out of my mouth. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I'm that nigga. I'm you like, ever, it ever came to that point? No, never. Nobody ever challenged no, you just because no, you're no, R&B no, singer. No, 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 no. 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 I think they look at me and they know I'm. I, yeah, I'm you know, you know, I, yeah, I don't even look like I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, I, I'm the name Sir comes from a place of respect. My granny taught gave me that name, and it was based on like she's like anytime anybody meets you, they gonna have to respect you. But that's a two-way street. So don't think you just gonna be, I'm sir. 
Right. No, no, no. I don't do that. <laughs> I, 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 I give you every opportunity to show me the, the respect I deserve. And once you don't, then it's a different thing. But right. you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm always very respectful. And, and TDE is kind of like full of good people. Fuck the music. Like, this is just good niggas, good guys. Mm-hmm. And like, we're adding on artists that are just so impressive. And like, it just makes me work harder from my position because I do represent something being the only R&B male artist. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, at, you know, I just want to represent properly. And, and like, you got Dochi coming. Have y'all heard Dochi shit? Mm-hmm. Y'all calling me crazy. And I'm like, baby. Ooh, <laughs> Dochi is it. Uh-huh. Dochi's it. And then Ray Vaughn. Dochi and Ray Vaughn, the two new artists from TDA. Shout out to y'all niggas. Y'all niggas inspired the fuck out of me. Yeah. And Doshi, like, she sings, raps, crazy talented. Already got records with, like, Missy and, like, she's out there. Word. What? I believe she got a set. She did, her and SZA just did one. Yep, her and SZA just did one. And, uh, you know, like, these, they just, they, they pay me so much respect. And, and, you know, I think it's just good to have, you know, artists on your label that you respect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I don't think it's any whack artists on TDE. You know what I mean? I, and you can't say that with every label. Right, yeah. right, and, right. And that's not us. Shots. That's not us. Shit, most most artists wouldn't say that about their label mates. Shots. No, for sure. Yeah, Man. no, no. I, I'm a big fan of the LA babies in general too. Like beyond TD, all of them. Like Sid, you know, Steve, mm. fucking Tyler. Of course, we don't have to talk mm. about him. He's right, that's, right. he's god level now and well deserved. You know what I mean? But like, I just love how there was there was a time like in two thousand from 2010 to like 2015 where all these acts were coming out and it was just so beautiful. Janae coming out like. LA's been really like a, a good like source of what's current in the music industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and R&B is there's a deep like like uh underbelly of R&B in LA that people don't know about yet. And those are people that I work with a lot because I come I came up with them like the Kenyon Dixons and the Alex Isleys. You know what I mean? And uh you even got like Amindi and and Iman Europe and like these younger cats that are up and coming mm. singers and just beautiful music is being made right now, man. And I'm just trying to stay, you know, up top. My shit bang, though. You can't. I'm a, I'm, <laughs> hey, bro. Talking shit, my man. confidence is misinterpreted as arrogance. I am not content with things that are good. For good is not acceptable in my quest for perfection. I'm trying to get it, bro. Oh, bro. And these and records, like, I, I, I know I don't go into any song where... I don't go into any song not knowing what I'm going to say. The mm-hmm. thought is the most important thing. So I think I do meditate because anytime I'm about to write a song, I sit in silence and I, until I grasp the thought, no, no words can come out, you know? But the thing that sets this, this album apart isn't just what I'm saying because what I'm saying is powerful for sure, but the music, like we hit it out the park, bro. It's sonically. It's sonically pleasing, bro. Pleasing. And... You know, my word for like when it when it hits is nostalgia. So it feels like something that you felt before, but it, it also feels brand new. You know what I mean? And that's that's that fine line I try to ride with my music. And then on, on this album, it's all nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. I got I got my Jaheim vibe on there. I got some Usher vibes right. on there. You know what I mean? I got my D'Angelo on there. It it's, just sound like a nice story. It's, it's a lovely story. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited. I always love albums like that when you turn them on and you feel like you're somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Or where you could just turn them on and leave it alone. Like, ain't yeah. no skips. Exactly. You feel like you it's just, the, but yeah. you feel like the whole project is like, one like, big thing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't it's think people a... even do that anymore. I know rappers mm-hmm. don't anymore. Mm-hmm. Niggas just putting play. Well, no, nah, most. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Levels. Yeah, I, yeah, and right, I, like, right. I say that to say, like, I'm generalizing mm-hmm. because I'm, I, honestly, bro, I'm. I'm a fan of hip hop, but I don't have too many rappers that I listen to right now because it's so like the same. Mm-hmm. Niggas aren't really like stretching it. All right, I like Jid. Jid is my dog. Come on, that's, that's my brother. That's yeah, like <laughs> that's, that's the guy. That's the, my so guy. and and on top of that, you still got acts like Smino and and uh, I mean Joey Badass. Them them type niggas like these guys are are they been around and they they doing it. But one more artist question. Okay. As an accomplished artist, mm-hmm. what are the things you recognize in other artists that you think are impressive? So, like, what are the things that stand out to you? That's a great question. Consistency oh first. Because a nigga will drop a single and feel like he's the guy, but how's your album sound? How's your next single sound? How's your video? You posting? You doing your thing? Like, consistency. I, I hate people that just pop up and go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and like I, I I'm a lifer. The game the name of the game for me is longevity with music. So I, I like to look at, you know, the artists and, and hope that they can have a career that lasts 
35, 40 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So consistency, uh, confidence, mm-hmm. huge, huge. Because when I first came in the game, I was so timid and trying to figure it out. I, I I had to learn the hard way that the the more confidence the the more confidence I had the the more people were gonna believe it and the more people were gonna you know it, it gravitate towards it so confidence is huge mm. and then uh, beats because niggas be having white beats and that's why that's, <laughs> uh, <beats. laughs> no, that's <laughs> and then there's beats <laughs> like real simple man it's like this shit ain't no joke like you can have, you can have a song that don't say much of nothing your song can say I want your body. Uh, I want your body but if the beat bangs niggas will be in the house like I want your body <laughs> oh, no. I'm telling you oh, you don't have it and like and that's why I say like I, I'll, knowing what to say is one thing for me but the beats sets things apart it see that's my thing I, I feel like mine has all been like I just draw my album right mm-hmm. I feel like the biggest difference was sonically I found a couple of guys that it's like this is who I need to be with and that's all you be needing and it's like we need to start doing more and more of the building it from scratch while I'm there mm-hmm. if we're going to continue to create a sound. That exactly. Because I'm like, once fans hear the sound, they're able to say, all right, I like him or I don't like him. Right. I feel like that's another issue that breaking an artist, what I've been studying, the artist that I'd be like, oh, no, he all the songs sound the same. It's like. At first, they are supposed to. Mm-hmm. No, they, they, I mean, then there's a the sound. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. And and you know, some people, you know, they hit with the it, the sound is hit or miss at first. You know what I mean? It takes a while to develop. But I mean, if you're really good at it, you don't really drop music until you hear the sound. Exactly. A lot of people be, be so excited about that one jammy, and they drop it, and then the next song is something totally left, exactly. and it doesn't it doesn't help. But you know, not to say they can't come back from that. But if you're really thinking about it, the best thing you could always do is just be patient. And I did like probably 150, 200 songs before anybody heard anything from me. Mm-hmm. And once I did a project, you know, I it, it was trash. It was horrible. <laughs> All over the place, 21 songs. You know what I mean? But I learned so much from that one. The next album was Seven Sundays, which catapult That got me to TDE. You know, and just I, I, I think I... I uh, I needed that. I needed that lesson to figure out what my sound was about. Now I go to the same six producers. New producers are welcome for sure, but I'm 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 coming so harsh. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. You see that? Is I like it or I don't immediately. I know my sound, so I don't need to even fuck around and try to be yeah, nice about it. You know what I mean? I got beats from top tier producers, and I'm like, nope. Thanks, man. It was nice to meet you. I'll huh. see you in the streets. <laughs> I got my guys. I got I got a kid, man. He's in London right now, bro. Shout out to Saxon. He's out there chilling, and he just sends me beats on my phone every day. Sends me if he likes it, he'll send me like a fucking the, the cold emoji or something like that. Yeah. So I listen to it right away, and it's with him. Yep. Nope. Either way, and he's produced. Uh, he did something for him with Q, and he's gotten huge placements for me. And I met this kid on SoundCloud. I don't give a fuck who you are. Real talk. Yeah, man. Wrong. If you do the shit, if you got the shit, you got the shit. And if our workspace is dope. If we can coexist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, so me and him is real easy because he's he, he crossed the pond. We'll talk. He yeah. never gonna bother. Yeah, me. man. You know he don't he don't call me and text me unless it's something serious. You know what I mean? And like he's consistent. You know, and I'd be appreciating shit out of that. But it's him, Rascal, DK the Punisher. Shout out to my boy DK. You already know what it is. Who else? It was Dahi, but I, I never. I love Dahi's music. DJ Dahi's one of my favorite producers, but we haven't been able to put any records out. But I, I use him as the example of what the beats, the beats, the, the sonics. Like if if it don't sound like this, I, you know, can't fuck with it. You know, but yeah, the beats, man. They're you got every, a you got everything. a nickname for your sound? Ooh, Topside Waves. Yeah. I'm a t- I'm, t- I'm from top I'm from the top side in Inglewood, so Topside Waves. You know what I mean? I need a TDE story where it's just like, it was just a dope. Y'all all was there and it was just like, damn, I'm here <laughs> and my ain't nobody fucking with my gang type shit. Like, yeah. this shit is wrong. Oh, like, the championship tour. Did y'all, y'all didn't go to none of them shows? Whoa. The championship tour was crazy because everybody was there. Uh, Lance, this is, when, this is before we signed the last two artists, but Lance opened up. Um, after Lance was me, I was a second act, bro. And, you know, that's tough. You know, because we're doing arenas and it's like nobody in there. So the first two cities was rough. But me, Lance, then uh, after that, it was, I think, Rock, then Sit, or Rock, then Q. Oh, Rock, then Soul, then Q. 
and then SZA, and then Dot. And Copy. we toured. We did a nationwide tour. We did 35 cities. When I tell you that was the most fun I've ever had in my life, the most Just fun. Every show. Every show, bro. And and after the show, after I performed, because I was, this was at the time where I was building up my name, mm -hmm. I would perform, and I had this really big song that I would always do, uh, 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 like half of the song, uh, um, and if everything else falls apart, what is it? Uh, oh, uh, something new, something new. Uh, uh, and so, I would perform that song, and the crowd would, we would just wake the crowd up. You know what I mean? So I was the first thing that they would see that it was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh shit. He liked the warm up. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I would leave, and while Dot was performing, I would canvas the crowd and like meet fans, take pictures and stuff like that mm. every night. And that, that did so much. After that, we did my own tour and we sold out every city because I was in the crowd. And I'm like, people remember that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're like somebody like, damn, one of the artists was just walking around. Like yeah. he took a picture because he knew the good so guy. And he was well. good. That's yeah. it. Ain't gonna make good. Yeah. Ain't if gonna I was whack, they ain't gonna. <laughs> real talk, though. No, he no, said no, that song sure. woke their ass up. Yeah. But he's saying it's even raw when they could say, yeah, that this dude, mm -hmm. this was the song. Yeah. This him. Yeah. What's his name? I bet, sir. Shit. Mm -hmm. Then he right there. Cause yeah, I ain't, you know me. I got a two click minimum. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be able to get your music. It's two good. clicks. I feel you. Gonna know what's good. Two clicks. That's give me real. your music right here, right that's now. It. I like, feel you. That's what I want. Give me that. Give yeah. me like the what you call it, the little uh QR code. That's the best shit going. Oh yeah. You saying that you got a QR code out? You got a QR yeah. code out. You give me one of the y'all listen to your shit right now. You got that? You, you writing that down there? Oh, QR code? <laughs> you QR code me, boy. You come to the stoplight with that motherfucker. I'll try anybody's QR said, code, shit. boy. You might have a restaurant, you anything said, on that bitch. Do it. What y'all selling? Shoes? Oh, you got out. Oh, Let me check you out, Hell bro. yeah, man. It's tight as hell. All right, my bad. No, all right. No, K-Dot story. The K-Dot story. Um, so he's not, I mean, he's a part of this story, but <laughs> I, it's like it, it, the the part of his part is very minuscule, but it's funny anyway. So <laughs> I got this tattoo on my hand. I got this in Japan, right? We was on tour. This is my Inglewood sign tattoo, which I love the most. But everybody was supposed to go. Dot made this big like thing out of the uh, <laughs> out of the tattoos, and it was like, yeah, we all gonna just go back to the hotel. We gonna you know come back to the thing after it closes, and it's gonna be you know we, we gonna it's gonna be dope, you know. And they was gonna have the cameras, and everything. It's gonna be tight. And we in the hotel, everybody's getting excited. I got my tattoo planned, and then they hit me like, hey, this nigga died, don't want to go no more. <laughs> He's staying. <laughs> so I was pissed. I was hot. I was hot, because it was going to be free right, tattoo. Yeah, like, right. It's free tattoo. So I called the tattoo artist myself, like, hey, man, I'm still coming myself. Right. <laughs> and he was like, well, if Kendrick's not coming, <gasps> like, you, you need to hurry up, basically, because I'm closed already. So I was like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I hopped in a cab, went all the way from like the middle of like some far off place in hotel in Tokyo to Shibuya. And I got that tattoo by myself. The most dangerous thing I've ever done in my life. In, in another country. Oh, yeah. Go oh, buy with no security, no nobody. You cuckoo. But I, I, what, bro? Nah, I, and, and, but no, let, me, uh, but, let me see the tattoo. Let, yeah, let me see it. Let me see it. At least they did you right. They did you right. It was worth it. It was worth it. And now, 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 and now, mind you, you know, hood nigga, head on a swivel. You know, and and mind you, it was so dead that after a while, I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't see but like two or three people the whole night. That would have scared me. Yeah, even worse, huh? Very. No, but it was it was like I was definitely like on guard, but it was like a different atmosphere, like in the hood. It didn't feel. It didn't feel. No, it didn't feel like I was like I wasn't like a heavy energy. No, I wasn't on Manchester and Broadway like at midnight. No, it felt like I was in like Pasadena at midnight. Type shit. You know what I mean? So it was cool. You can feel it in the air. It ain't nothing going on. Yeah, but I was scared in that cab. I can tell you that much. I'm super LA baby. And back when I was growing up, I was always a nigga with the car. So I would I would drive all the homies around. I had to drive when I was 15, got my first car and would be the nigga picking everybody up to go to the parties. But I was the only one that had this sense of when things were going bad. And that shit I had to tell my homies, like, y'all need to be more aware of your surroundings. <laughs> like we are, I was it was a party in Lamert on like 43rd, and you know, that's over there at Crenshaw High School. That's that's the 40s. Now I'm from I'm from the 80s, so we're not supposed to be down here. So we down there anyway. And we having a good time. And um, I just all of a sudden felt a sharp chill. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, chill. I was like, I was like, I was sitting there at this party and we chilling. I'm like, yeah, like, hold on. Like, I said, hey, bro, I think we need to leave. And I collected my friends. It took about two minutes to get them all. But I was like, oh, we about to go. And on our way down the stairs, like six niggas from 40s start walking, walking up the stairs. 
It's going nuts. By the time we got out the house and we're like, we were like probably three houses down, shots. Nuts. We go. But like that that happens to me more than not. And you know, it's energy. It's all energy, man. I'd have been like, man, what is his deal? Like he said he's feeling things and we gotta leave. I'm having a good time. This guy's sir is over here fucking feeling shit. He should just got me. Exactly. That's funny. Touching a little bit on growing up in Inglewood, how do you think that mm. affected your music? And you talked a little bit about your brother and IF, man. How oh, yeah. The, uh, how does the gang life go into all of that? Oh, man. Like, uh, the city is, the city is, um, I think it's different than a lot of other hoods in, in LA. Very Inglewood. different. Very you different. Where you, where you, you from LA? No. Where you from? Chicago. How long you been out here? Uh, two years. How you lie? I don't it's live like, in LA. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm good. outside yeah, of them. That's, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. But like in, with Inglewood, man, there's like, okay, so in the in the 60s, Inglewood was all white, just like Compton, mm-hmm. just like Watts, all these cities. And there was the great migration. All the black people came. And um, there's it's all houses in Inglewood. So it ain't like the projects. and ain't mm-hmm. like that. It don't look like that. It looks like you're safe, but you're really not you know what I mean it's very dangerous over mm-hmm. there um and just like my 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 older brother um he active for sure but it's a different kind of active it's like there's levels to everything of course like I keep saying this but gosh man he never like made his gangbang the most prevalent thing in his life you know what mm-hmm. I mean you know it, it was always family first so he said fuck these niggas like I love these, these are my niggas mm-hmm. man but fuck them it's, it's us first you know what I mean taught me that and like you know, I had, I had both my parents in the house. My dad got, he he um, he um was a pastor and a uh, limo driver, all kind of stuff. But he worked in a church. My mother was a minister of music at a church. So I was raised in a church, mm. mostly. So, you know what I mean? I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a prayer warrior. The, the things that I was taught, I didn't have to be from Inglewood really to learn. It was more of my family, man. Inglewood is definitely a place that kept me on my, you know, kept me mm. on my toes and shit like that. But, ah. Uh, I give more credit to my mother than I do anybody for making me the man I am today. The city kind of taught me two rules. Keep your fucking head on a swivel and look a man in his eye and re- and show, res- you know, it, it's 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 respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I learned that the hard way in Inglewood because, you know, I, we just knuckleheads. They get like that, you know what I mean? Been shot at, nigga been, been, niggas been jumped, niggas been everything, you know what I mean? Just going to school. Going right, to Inglewood right. High School, I used to catch the same bus every day, same gang, same niggas out in the street every day and type shit, you know? But, like, yeah. That's insane. I ain't never had that. Yeah, no, it's, it is what it is. And it didn't happen often. I know niggas that, like, still live that life and get shot mm-hmm. at all the time. Mm-hmm. I've only been shot at, like, once. And it wasn't even, like, not like that. Excuse me. Yeah. You know? We come from a family of brothers, so what's the dynamic like between you and your brothers? Oh, man. So... Well, Ron, Ron Ron's the oldest. My big brother Ron is the oldest. Yeah. Um, and he's 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 the funniest guy I know, man. He's <laughs> hilarious. And he's he's like he's also just super extremely intelligent. Like math. Like he knows numbers really well. You know what I mean? He was a straight A student and shit like that. Still game man. <laughs> shit was right. just a genius guy. So he was always the one that kind of watched watched us when my mother and father were working when we were kids. So that's a big influence. And then you got Davion, who if if we're gonna talk about like me being a singer. We're not gonna do it without talking about Davion. Uh-huh. He's out here in these streets. He's an R&B singer too. He check his music out. His name is Davion Ferris. He's my older brother, and uh-huh. he can sing his ass off. And just an amazing writer. You know what I mean? D Smoke, right? Right after him. You know, I'm the baby. And you know what? What I what I appreciate about my brothers is that a will we? My mother used to make us fight when we were kids, like getting the gloves. You got an issue with this nigga? You gonna have to. Mm. Prove prove your issue. So we got so good at communicating with each other because we didn't want to keep fighting. Mm. <laughs> that our we our relationship is 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 so good right now. It's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh. And I love my brothers to death, man. They've done so much for me in the last few months. You know, just keeping my my heart intact, keeping my sanity up. You know, and these niggas like are we're so competitive too. You know what I mean? Like we <laughs> we still be trying to hoop and shit like that and like. <laughs> 21 becomes a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> well, right. 32 yeah, for us. Nobody, yeah. oh, oh, pretty much. Like. Yeah, Same thing. Yeah, dog. But my brother, my brother's really like, man, they're good dudes. Like, I know people that have brothers that they can't trust, and I, I couldn't imagine that in my life. Uh-huh. My brother's like, I, I can trust him with, with my with my my <laughs> my money. I can trust him with whatever. Like, I, I never feel like 
out of place around them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Which I've, it's weird seeing like siblings that don't get along to me. You know what I mean? Like I know that happens and that's not like, uh, I'm not saying that, you know, right. talking right. anything is it, but like to me it's just, I, it perplexes me. Like I can't get it. I, I don't understand how you can't get along with somebody that grew up with you. We're, and me and Daniel Damian only a year apart. So we're so close. We're like triplets. Well, that's a, that's another positive for y'all. Yeah, yeah that we, we so ain't close. that close. We're not that close together. Our brothers. We're kind Five of uh, five from you. Four. Five or four from you. I'm Who's three. Who's older than y'all? Me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You the oldest? Yeah. No, no, no. Second oldest. Second, second oldest. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. We, we got, got one. Younger. I'm the second. He mm-hmm. the third, and then we got another little nice, younger nice. brother. How has being a father shaped you as a man, man? Oh man, dude. All right, so. This is a lesson for a lot of people with with kids, man. Don't don't especially babies, man. Don't don't expect your kids to give you the love that you're missing in your life. I did, I did that for my daughter. <laughs> when as soon as she as soon as she came out, my wife, I was like, okay, love me. I want her. I want her <laughs> to fix on, my problems. Yeah, but take all my trauma. It's the exact opposite, honestly. You're you gotta feed them and you know pour into them. I'm pouring into my daughter with love. Right. You know what I mean and. It just made me realize how much like this shit don't matter. This interview to her, don't matter. She don't give two shits. She can't even say Iman Shumpert. I don't. <laughs> you know, but like, and and but and it, like it, that comes from me figuring uh, figuring out that she don't give a fuck who I am at all. She, you know what I mean? Like she doesn't. It does. I don't care that you're sir. You're you're daddy, and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I need. I, and I need, expect daddy. I expect daddy. At present, you know what I mean? And like, hey, bro, I, to be honest, this, these last two years have been trying on my marriage. I've been married 13 years and I've been served for like eight. And for two of them, I was <laughs> lost well, in the sauce. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had to re-up. And right now I don't even live with my, my, my daughter and my wife. You know what I mean? Talk to them every day, always present. You know what I mean? I'm right. doing, I'm, but I'm working on the back end of, of some mistakes. You know, so like I was coming around you know, trying to get her to like give me her love, yeah. and it didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work, you know. So we're 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 in a great place now because I know what my job is as a father. That's dope. You know, be present. You know what I mean, and and just give her anything I can, any mm-hmm. love, knowledge, conversation. Shit is draining. It is. Yeah, you got to it, do it's it. It's so draining. It's an all day job. People don't tell you that. You Not even I mean? all day. No, that's it's 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 that's a lifetime. Year. Yeah, that's like years and. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a my, lot of work. like when 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 I was in the darkest place in my in, in my life, my parents had to get back up on their parenting, and I had a, a real cool conversation with my dad about that. He was like, "Man, I feel like we we all get to these places where we all get comfortable, and I got comfortable as a parent because you were doing so good as an adult. But I'm glad that we're here now because I want to be the parent. I want to be your dad again. You know what I mean? That shit was fun." Raising y'all niggas was fun. My dad said that to me. He's like, raising y'all niggas was fun, man. You yeah. three, you know. And he said, I just want to be a dad again, man. And and he's he's you know been more present in my life, and so is my mom and stuff like that. And you know, having good parents is is doesn't make you a great parent. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I had to learn that too. Yeah. My parents are awesome, but I'm starting from scratch with my yeah. daughter. You know what I mean? And it's just a beautiful thing to watch, man. And these stages changing, like from from the crawling to the walking to the talking. For sure, that's where I'm at now. For you know, sure, a two year old that uh, where, I got, where, I got get my, my two year old too. I want to. I just want to show you. I show you. I'll show you after the interview. This nigga is sitting in the be- at the beach. We took her to the beach for her mm-hmm. birthday, and we got her a beach chair and all that stuff. And I just look over. And she's sitting there like <laughs> staring at the water, just staring out like the most beautiful in shit deep she ever saw. in deep thought, bro. Yeah, and like. It, it's cried when we left. Like I love to see that. They're taking in. They mm-hmm. take in that new energy, man. Yeah. So well, my daughter's the same way. You take her to Miami, not a complaint out of her. Yeah. She don't cry. She don't complain. Oh. She's cool with you dressing her. She'll let you do her hair. That's good. Like they. How get old is she? Two. Oh. <laughs> oh, my daughter softened me up. I don't give a fuck about nothing. Uh, oh, I still, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 I got no, two no, of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm on my second. Yeah, I'm running it back. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, nah, Junie done did all this already. I'm <laughs> just doing it over again with Ruth. That's right. It's, uh, it, yeah, but you're right though. It's the it's the best job on earth. Man. It is. It's, it's uh, it's like you said. It's a learning. You start learning so much from them, and mm-hmm. you, you go into it thinking, I just got to teach them all this stuff and all this stuff and then you start really like learning yourself through them and you start learning how to be a better person 
first by correcting it with them. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like you, my first bit of time management outside of basketball was with Junie. Like, oh yeah, I, it's one thing. To, it's one thing. Like when you with your girl, you run around, y'all. You know, y'all together. Make, you yeah, really you the sidekick when your girl there. You make she, plans yeah. and shit, cool. But it's like when your when your daughters need X, Y, and Z. It's like no, you have a real schedule now. Mm -hmm. Like, like, no, like, it's serious too. And like, yeah. I, I've 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 had days with it where it was just me and her, and mm -hmm. the days where we're alone, like I. I when I'm with my wife, I'm the sidekick in a situation yeah. where she's taking care of everything and I'm helping her out and being the support. Yeah. But when you take her out of the equation and it's just me and Lee, feeding, potty training, the, the drop, yeah. dropping her off, picking her up from at my mom so I can go make some runs to go get her you something. Start understanding your wife headache. Man, man. And my, you know, like my wife, when I was like broke before we had the baby, was holding me down, worked. You know what I mean? For years while I was just trying to be a musician, a broke musician. And now she don't work. And, you know, we kind of had a conversation the other day about her trying to go get a, a job again. And I was like, nah, you know, you know where you at. It's right where you need to be. Mm -hmm. And she was saying that for like home purchase, like stupid reasons, things that are mm -hmm. all that. stay at the house, man. And that shit is like the best. As a man, my wife don't got to fucking work. Yeah. Can't tell me nothing, dog. That yeah. shit feels great, bro. You know, so yeah, like. I, I had that feeling. I tried to do that with my wife, and she was like, no, nah, I want to work. I don't think that's going to work with your yeah, wife. She like, no, man, yeah, no. I want to work. No, but she had a time, though, where she was literally frustrated with like the ropes and strings that they put on everything in the industry. <laughs> where she was just like, bro, if y'all not going to let me do what I want, I just do it. I do like, this. my husband told me I could just chill. Like, I will just choke. Go chill on y'all ass, like. But she, I don't think she has it in her. I, I'm so glad she, she did. just, she just doesn't have it in her to sit down. So uh, she, man. But every we, time we, she puts one thing down, she pits up another three things. We, so. we, we need Tiana. We do. <laughs> yeah. I, and I tell her I love her, bro. Much respect to her. No, bro. I got her. I got. You her. I be telling her all the time. I don't yeah. want her to just say that's the end of the music world. Yeah, I nah. don't want that. Mm -hmm. But. I understand the headaches and frustrations y'all go through by being with her firsthand to go through it. Like exactly. I just sat here and watched mm. a conversation go one way, the layout go this way, mm -hmm. the rollout never happened. Right. Like I've watched mm -hmm. it all. Like yeah. so I'm just like, you know. <laughs> That's I don't wanna I don't wanna do what they anybody. do. Yeah, but I've definitely Told Tian like, yeah, man, I wanted to do that same shit you did. Like, yeah, yeah my, my yeah, wife don't right. work. She'll work. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, I work. Uh -huh. uh -huh. <laughs> she man, like, I get yeah, it. I work. Yeah. I get it. And it, I think, I think it works. Uh, our dynamic works like that better because she's not in the music industry and she's not in the entertainment industry. Right, right, right. Like you guys both being entertainers, you know, it, it would make it. it I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine y'all even having that conversation, blood on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like you oh, telling no, no, her that. You got to think it's. If the if the headache is gonna drain her like uh, that, yeah, I get, it was, I get where you're I, I was from only, a place of it was love. A, yeah, it was in an ill place for her. Like yeah. she was at that boiling point, and mm. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you can always just tell them, hey, don't talk to me for three years. Yeah, they can't hit you with the you ain't gonna starve. Right, <laughs> right. They could do that to another artist; it might hurt them real bad. I will make sure you at every game; they will not forget. Right. Where you at? If you want to hide out and chill, you can hide out and chill and wear all the top designers and sit front row if you want. Like right. you don't have to do that shit. Right. Like that's how I was, and I feel like that just that comfort alone gave her enough wiggle room mentally to be like, yeah. "It's cool." I'm making if this I want. choice. Yeah. yeah. If I want to chill, I can chill. Yeah. But I'm gonna deal with this because I have a fucking army of fans that have been with me since I was fucking 15. Right. So she carried out the mission. But I was like, yo, if you ever want to chill, for real, you can chill. I'm like, don't go crazy for this industry. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I was like, gee, this shit is getting serious. Like, y'all got some, <laughs> y'all got some shit y'all deal with. Ooh. Like some mental. Hey man, dude, it's, it's, it's. Cause it's like you have the artistry that you have, and then you got a label, and then you got the bigger. <sighs> And then you Umbrella the, over the you label. Got the fans, you yeah, got the, the fans saying the left they want and the right, the, 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 and then the DMs and the mm -hmm. the attention. Comments, oh yeah. my god! You got the weird collaboration effort yeah. oh, where bro, you're trying bro, to collab bro. with an artist and you can't get it done because he don't like you secretly, uh... <laughs> or you call the same person over and over again. Yeah. And when you see him in person, they be like, "Oh, it's all love," but they don't pick up when you call it. That's that's personal. Oh yeah, that my was personal. god, that was a personal what? one. 
Yeah, see, look, yeah. You know Excuse who you are, me, sir. You know Excuse, who you are. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> hey, dude, hey, Don't you know, let me interrupt you. Hey, look, man, this shit hurts so bad. I mean, because, you know, you're, you're, I'm not, I'm not, there's no lack of confidence in my, in my game, no, you know what no, I mean? No. But, and like, I love, and they I love be the testing it. Yeah, but they be testing it, like, where it's like, I know this song is tight. I know if they got on this record, it would, but, but they just, what is it? Yeah. They don't want to give you that me. platinum it's record. A, it's a test. It's a test. And then a lot of times, I, I, I they mean, don't want to give you the platinum plaque. You're saying it would have been platinum. Nah, nah, they they, just... they, some people are, it's, it's intimidation. You know what I mean? Some people just be on innate everyday life shit. Mm -hmm. Some people be going through things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know and they're one, just not in the space to collab. They're not in the space to collab. You know what I mean? And don't know how to say those type of things. You know what I mean? So that would be weird. You, so they send you to, to a manager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They loophole you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they, would be weird if, if I'm just like calling somebody and they not hitting me back and they going through something personal because I'd be like, nigga, you could have just told. I'm you could like, tell. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm going through some yeah. shit. Give me a week. But uh, you've done it before. Like, I'll, you, I'll, call, uh, I'll call you up. And I'll air something out, and then you won't tell me, like, yo, you should do this or you should do that. You won't, like, give me no coaching right, advice. Right, right, right. It's just me airing it out. Yeah. Most people I know won't do that. Mm -hmm. And I know they won't do that because oh, I came to them before. Event. Right. Or mm -hmm. it's just like, yo, I just need to let you know my frustration, and I want you to recognize that I'm frustrated. Right. I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I don't need no guidance. And yeah. at its simplest, all you be asking for is for people to respond to you like you. You know what respond I mean? To respond them. to them. I'm I'm very like responsive. If you hit me, I'm gonna give you the truth because I don't have time to be bogged mm -hmm. down by how you feeling or. Yep, I like this beat. Nope, I don't like this beat. How you doing? Do you want to work? You don't? Cool. All right, I can pull up to the studio. I'm gonna do the. And I tell people all the time, I'm I'm gonna do the work first, type nigga. I'll, I'll get on the record mm -hmm. for you, but don't expect that motherfucker to see the light of day. Not until the business is done. No time. Business has to be done. I will sing. I will pull up to the studio and I will. I'll fuck it up, but if the business ain't good, the record might not come out. Mm. So that's that's how deep I go into like telling, explaining right. myself to niggas. I do not get that back. Right, but you know that's why you got to explain it. That's growth. That, that yeah. like the the letting go of that is the growth. You know what I mean? Like because so difficult. What yeah, I'm still so y'all saw I'm still dealing with mm -hmm. it. Hey, man, we going to wrap up the show. But before we do, we like yeah. to ask all our guests this same question. My brother thought of the question, so mm -hmm. are you want to give him the question. What is it right now that you're working on improving yourself? Ooh, man. Cardio. Improving about yourself. Cardio. Your stamina? My stamina. In life or just exercise? Ex oh, well, okay. Well, that's see, that's a, well, you deep, man. You a real oh wise nigga, God. man. No, no, no. Right, right now, nigga. right now, I'm just trying to get. I'm doing ten miles on the bike, and I'm trying to get. I'm trying to do thirty minutes before my lift and thirty minutes after my lift. That's so, dope. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm already doing two a days. Like, awesome. So my my physical fitness is important to me. Like I'm like on a six pack mission now. I got a fucking six pack fucking lunchbox and all that shit. Like I'm, but I got big dog. I got fat, and that shit ain't. It don't you ain't fit. going it don't, back. It, don't, it ain't. Nah, I'm not going back that way. That ain't it. It ain't it. And, so it, and I'm setting an example. Health. So the answer to the question overall will say is health. Health. Health is important. Man, health is wealth, guys. Remember that. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> I used to see what I did. Uh, what, what you working hey, on improving? It's probably uh, just patience. And taking my time. Amen. Amen. That's a deep one, especially for men. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we have to be the most patient people on the planet at certain in certain in instances. You know what I mean? Just with say that shit. Again. It's with yeah. It's with it's really with everything though. Like not just being patient in a certain you know area, in, but mm -hmm. being patient overall. overall with yourself, yeah. with, with your friends, and to not have to remind myself like, yo, you need to calm down and be patient, or you need to wait a little bit. Like I need to get to a point where I'm already okay with shit being. <laughs> you know, off or not being the way I want it to be in the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. What about you? Probably just time management. It's a big one too. I say I um, I got a lot of things going on, and it just be like, it always feels like no matter what I'm doing, I don't have enough time to get everything done. So I'm just trying to find like this happy medium of where I could wake up and do everything that I entail for the day. Sounds mm. like it doesn't exist. Huh? No, it like does. It I just feel like a lot of the construction that I got going on is causing chaos. Mm. Like, I feel like when I wake up and I know exactly where my clothes hamper is, 
and my fucking clothes are washed. It and feels the new better. Washer, than... dryer. Yeah. yeah, like it's just gonna feel like I know my structure. Like I know where my pants are that I want to wear for the day. Right. I know exactly where my shoes are. And my my Jordans go one through fourteen. <laughs> like, it's just gonna feel correct. Mm. And then I'm gonna feel like okay, now I only have to do this three things today, and then these three things for music, and then send these two things off, and I'll be off. I'll leave the work property at five or six. Sound like wishful thinking. <laughs> Every show, I tap in with the fans on social media to answer some of their burning questions. Ari, what's the burning question for the week? Burning question comes from IG. Uh, it's at Cali Bread V. They want to know, sir, what are your top five LA rappers of all time? Of all time? Oh, man. So Tupac does not count him as, as an LA rapper, okay? He's what? not. He's not from. He's LA. from New York. He's from New York. He's from Baltimore. He, he's from the Bay. He's go. from anywhere but LA. Right. But he grew up in LA. He did not. No, he did. No, no, he did not. He's not. I've LA been right. telling you these things for years, <laughs> and now you don't want to believe me. So where did he go to high school? I think he went to in New York. Yeah. Yeah, he went to high school in New York. Oh, okay. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rapid fire. Uh, Q, Snoop, Quick, uh, Dot, Soul, Absol. Don't at me. Okay. <laughs> okay no I'll... arguments there. Oh. Q, because we we we're not shit without Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. We're not shit without Ice Cube. And and just like the raps one thing, because he, he is an OG rapper. Mm-hmm. And niggas forget that. Mm-hmm. But then like his he transcended hip hop. Yeah. Snoop transcended hip hop. Kendrick is transcending hip hop. You know what I mean? DJ Quick is DJ Quick though. My name is Quick and I'll be moving fast like a race car. Yeah, I'm top speed number one, like pace car. <laughs> quick. Yeah. Quick. We know. Easy question. And then Absol, like, when TD was first coming up, um, he was the first thing I heard. And the first song I heard was, it's stuck in my head to this day. Uh, Bohemian Grove, have y'all heard that? This nigga fucking lost it, bro. He snapped. Mm-hmm. He I'm go. not going to do the whole Man, rap, but. Solo can go. What? One time for the women, two time for the ladies. He good. He's, the album about to come. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Soul's dropping right after me, probably. I'm probably the next album out, hopefully. We'll see. But okay. he's ready to go. He's ready to go. And he's in a great place, man. I know everybody's been worried about him and, and all that, but he's doing good. He's doing Very good. worried, yeah. No, he's doing good. He's okay, doing real good. 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 Yeah. Shout out to have Soul, man. Yeah. You already know what it is. Let's yeah. hear it. Stop. <laughs> you don't <laughs> laugh. Stop. <laughs> What's that? No, me and him, when we was at the fucking TD tour, this nigga died. You know, if you heard the, the ad libs on win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. Hear this nigga Kendrick in the background going, Mommy, stop. Mm. So, me, so me and this nigga see each other. We're like, Mommy, stop. <laughs> That's my nigga. Shout out to Soul, man. Oh, man. Um, we need you to respond to uh, your top five LA rappers. Well, shit, I definitely thought Pop counted as an LA rapper. You can count. Right, you no, can. I don't want to oh, count him anymore. It's for me because I'm an LA I don't want to count him anymore. It's me because I'm an LA no, no, He said, cool. no, that's cool. I don't want to count him. <laughs> he said, I don't need I'll to. I'll give you five. I don't have an order. Yeah. I would say Q, K Dot, Nip. Dang. Um, the game. The game? Yeah. Wow. As top five of all time? Bro. L.A. rappers, Pac's not even from there. You gotta put you got you got you. He's in a conversation for me. Like Duh, and I, and I, and I, that I, man no, did no, all them I, bars, bro. It ain't another hey, nigga out here giving look, me three hundred bars like that. Bars yeah. running, bro. You niggas gotta was, give me like, niggas, I niggas, fan. Tell these niggas to give me three hundred bars, then, bro. Niggas. Yeah. Niggas. It's a lot of but like it's clearly a lot of L.A. rappers you thought was top five. Where they three hundred bars at? So my list back cool. Can I go finish my yeah. list? Yo, list cool so far. Yo, you you got two that I didn't even think about. Like Q, I mean Q, of course. But yeah. I, I I choose Soul over Q just because that's the first thing I I came you know to know. Oh, you said soul. you said Q. I thought you said Q. No, Q Q Schoolboy yeah, Q. Schoolboy okay. Q. I'm I'm a I'm a that's what I'm saying. But I'm a newer like I'm not. I was born I'm in '90s, so it's like I wasn't listening to right. You see what I'm saying? Like right. if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do Q K dot. Uh, uh, um, Q K dot. What did I say? Q K dot. Um, Keem, Nip, and Game. You said Keem, baby, baby Keem. He's not from LA either. Okay, where he from? I don't even think he's from Cali though. Honestly, is is Keem from California? 
He's from Vegas, yeah. So he's, he's from, Vegas. from Vegas. Yeah, they rela- they rallies for sure. Okay, but, so yeah. now I got to delete him. I know I'm tripping. Thank you. I got to delete him. <laughs> yeah, and I got to go with either Snoop or Ice Cube. Yeah, yeah. Easy call, easy call. But you dog, you said you said Nip, and that like that. Just because it's like, it's like, yeah, what, it's like what you're yeah. saying with, with the influence, like Nip had a real he transcended, way for West Side. He like. transcended gangbanging, which is hard to do. Mm-hmm. Fuck music. He he was bigger than his gang, like and. Mm-hmm. Was showing people such a beautiful side of LA and still representing where he's from. Mm-hmm. Such a dark, like LA is a dark place, bro. It's been mm-hmm. that way, and that like that hurt a lot of people. But his legacy is so, and he was so prideful of LA, pr- bro. Yeah, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, he yeah. put on like, yeah. His brother Sam used to Sam, work that, at the, that. Just that just killed me that that all these rappers I thought was from LA. You gonna have to give me a who's from LA. Well, and who's all right, not. so you got like you got like Sugar Free. I mean, if you really talk about like some LA OG, Sugar Free, Quick. Uh, you got Daz and Corrupt. Hey, man, before we let you go, yeah. man, is there anything you want to promote beside the album, man? Ah, uh, man. Um, nope, the If album. not, get to the album. You know what? No, nah, like, it's all about heavy, man. I don't have a date yet, but we about to drop this. We're, we're, we are just dropped a single. Yeah, the album's called Heavy. Heavy. Yeah, yeah. And um, we just dropped a single called Nothing Even Matters. Let's promote that, man. Go run that up. We about to put that on radio. Man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nothing Even Matters. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, he said, uh, you uh, what you got? Uh, what you got? Uh, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> funny anyway, you bastards. <laughs> hey, that was actually really good, though. Yeah, yeah, he'll fit right in. He's good. Yeah, with that the was actually, yeah, yeah, he's a good. He walks into a restaurant. He orders some soup. He says, oh, Vader, taste this oh. soup. He says, Vat, this is soup too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you pretty good at that shit. Hey, man. Hey, Thanks for coming on the show, man. Hey, hey, let's give it up for Sir, man. It was good getting to chop it up with my boy, Sir. Yes, sir. Before we wrap the show, we like to have our biggest takeaways from the conversation. Ari, go and share your biggest takeaway from the day. My biggest takeaway with him, great conversation too, would be just the importance on, you know, his relationships with family and not necessarily being close to him, but, you know, being able to be okay with them and to be able to trust them blindly and not really know, you know, or expect anything from them in return. I feel like that's real important and that's something we take for granted. Like, I know I wasn't thinking about that much before I got in here, so. Uh, I feel that. What about you? What was your biggest takeaway with talking with Sir? I said a little bit of that too. That was a um, an eye opener for me, having him share something that that personal, and him just relating it to being grounded, relating it back to his album. I think life does get heavy, no matter what level of it you get on. I say my biggest takeaway, shit today, honestly, from Sir, Tupac's not from L.A. <laughs> like Tupac is not an L.A. rapper. Mind blown. That that <laughs> had no clue. You're going to have to Google some people. As always, thank you for rocking with us on Iman Amongst Men. I am your host, Iman Shumpert. And I'm Ari Shumpert. Make sure you go rate, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And to watch the full video episode, head over to Uninterrupted's YouTube channel every Monday after the show drops and click subscribe. Until next time, we are 